0: Hey, this is Shannon. Sorry I missed your call. <laughs> Give me a little bit. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: forgot about that there. I think, yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah, I would...
0: Found out how much I really enjoyed part.
1: Uh uh Is that for real? True. A... pretend a time like that didn't happen. What do I know? In the future, it's very bright, Michelle. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. I... I'm super excited to share this conversation with you. And I know it may jump around a little bit, but you would never know that this young lady used to be a shy introvert who never wanted to leave her hometown. Samantha Gay is absolutely a phenomenal person and gives back to her community and continues to do so day in and day out. Go ahead and take a listen. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Let's pretend
1: like that didn't happen. Start over. Okay. <laughs> Tell us, your grandma took you fishing, your grandma started, what? and your dad was an avid outdoorsman also. Just you. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am.
0: Can you, can you hear me? Not I recording? <laughs> are we are <still> recording? <laughs> we're,
1: re- we're recording. We're live. Okay. And it's action. We're live. We're live. We're not live, but we're pretending to be live. <laughs> Take two. Take two. Get your tree posed. You're in your safe space. Grandma taught you how to fish.
0: Yes. So my grandma was very instrumental in getting um teaching my me and my cousins to fish, and she also taught her her son, her two sons how to fish. My dad and his brother. Um and Probably about five years ago, while spending some time with her one night, we were talking about why she, how, how much she loved the fish and why she why she um why she loved it so much. And she told me that she turned to fishing when her when her mother died, so she just started fishing all the time. That was the only thing that brought her peace. And the fact that she instilled that in all of us is just really important. Um, you know that in, even in times like these, you can go outside and just get away and go fishing and find that peace that you need when the world's all crazy around you. And it was nothing for my grandma to pile me and my cousins in her station wagon and take us to the closest pond, which is the same way she taught my dad and his brother to fish in. And I just recently um, took my little cousin, Owen, who is my first cousin, Matt's daughter. She's three and a half. And I took her to the same pond that we grew up fishing in and learned how to fish in. And I was telling her how Dot Dot taught Uncle Sammy and, and her granddaddy how to fish and how he taught how she taught me and Matt and her Uncle Mitch how to fish, and she said, and and you're bringing me here teaching me how to fish. And uh, that was a really special moment, like, for her to put that together and realize that it's such a big family thing with us is really, really special.
1: Yeah, she's adorable. I love seeing pictures of it. I love <laughs> seeing you fishing with your daughter, too, and I love seeing those, those <laughs> smiles Yes, and that's a fish that's,
0: she actually, Gabby's actually gone fishing with me a lot since we've been doing the stay-at-home thing. She hadn't. Gabby likes to catch. She's really not big on fishing because she didn't grow up in the country and and do that like we did. So she's more. We were in the city a little bit until we moved back to Walterburg a few years ago. But she's been fishing with me almost every day since the quarantine stuff started, and she's caught fish. She just won't let me post them. <laughs> <laughs> i want to show them off to the world like look my baby's out here using my rod she's casting my bait cancer and catching fish bigger than mine and she won't let me post <laughs>
1: well uh, why it's it's awesome to be outside right now is a huge thing too you should tell her let go of the let go of the stereotypes i, I, I think i've gotten
0: permission to post i think i permission to post one of them <laughs> okay. but like one day we were out there and the wind was blowing out crazy and i was like She's like, you can't take this. I'm like, you should see me. I'm not going to post it. But I think, I think I've gotten approval for one. Okay. even a big one, but it's okay. Let me post it. I tried well, to get her out with me. We could be a out there and go fishing with me. And I know she could learn it and do it. Mm-hmm. And if I did some tournaments and doing things like that together, that would be so amazing. I'm still working on this. I don't ever give up on that.
1: One one thing at a time. First, we post the picture. Then we fish the tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, but I did
0: have her convinced to fish a youth tournament. Oh. Um, last last year, she was going to fish it, but uh, the girl she was going to fish with and his, her granddad had to pull out at the last minute, so we didn't have a boater or cat Um, couldn't get her out there. So oh, that's man. okay. I have a boat. I got a boat sitting under my shelter needs to do a little bit of work to it. I blew two tires bringing it home because someone gave it to me two years ago. Almost two years ago. And It's an 87 Ranger. Everything runs. A little bit of work to get it up to and then to get some tires because I blew two tires on the way home with it. We don't have to go on. We have to on. It'll come
1: together. It'll come together. <laughs>
0: I have so many ideas, but so in I don't even know all the things I want to do. I think, let you like, you know, fishing has an all-time high right now all across the country. You mm. should probably even all across the world. And I know I have fishing rods in my barn that I use for when I do the trips and and uh, wildlife. I even did a birthday party, but I have rods and reels that were donated from that personal I'm mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to set up, like, yeah. a real pickup up area. And the people, if they want to go fishing and do all with and don't have one, I want to set up a, a, a station and come and get a fishing up and, and, and leave the station line for them. Not even the station, if people want me to deliver it to them. Take yeah. the station, leave the fishing line, They the station. I need to, to go get them. I got in my barn and the day I got I got 20 rods, but maybe, like, 3 miles.
1: Yeah, whatever will get people outdoors, right?
0: Uh right Uh-huh. Can you imagine sitting in the house for three, four, five, six weeks straight? Like, so many people are doing that right now. I I lose my mind.
1: No, and I mean. So
0: thankful to
1: Yeah, so thankful for the outdoors and being able to have a, just, being able to get outside in the sunshine alone, I mean, even if you just go for a walk, which is, I've been forcing myself yeah, to go for yeah. a walk every day because there's mm-hmm. no reason not to. The I vitamin D
0: is good for
1: you. Oh, yeah. Good for relieving stress and getting your mind off what's going mm-hmm. on right now. So, so Absolutely. tell us about when you move back home.
0: Um, so I took a new job in 2013, 2012. I took a. Ma- I was a. I was a teacher, and I took a new position as a technology assistant, and I took a major pay cut. So I ended up moving back to Walsenburg, where I grew up, back into the same woods I grew up in, um, to the house that my grandmother left for me when she passed away. It was my mom's mom. and before then, I probably had since I was 16 years old, 17 years old, and then I moved back here and got back into the woods, back to the country, back to. All the stuff that, I, that brought me so much peace as a child growing up, and I started fishing again. And I found that person I think I'd been running from for so long, and I found it through fishing. And it just, like, it took me all back to I to think peace and joy I had as a child. And uh, I started fishing um, probably, I started just with a little depth gun, 33. And I hated it because it would, I could for some reason, I, I, I messed them up every time I touched them. So my boyfriend at the time was letting me use his bait caster, going head fishing. And so I mastered the sheephead fishing, the bait caster, and I said, okay, I'm ready to start bass fishing. So we went and I got me a, a rod, um, a uh, bait caster reel from the local tackle shop down the road, BJ's tackle. And um, I went out to, the, to another pond the next day, and I sat out there at that, that pond for like three days straight. And I taught myself how to, pretty much how to bass fish. Like I really didn't even know how to hook the hook in their weedless because I'd never done it. So the my tackle man actually showed me how to hook the weed the the how to rig my Texas rig and I went out there and I just started fishing and I think I was on I was catching like big fish right off the gate. I was like, man, this is easy. This is this is pretty cool. I mean fishing for a and brim was always fun and sheephead was great, but this was just something totally new and it was it was something I ended up being really good at. I couldn't I couldn't imagine that I would go out there and go to places like I I, I probably got forty five ponds I fish now around home around the county wow. that I have permission to fish. Um, may, may, most of them I have permission to fish. But I um, <laughs> they're mostly just like farm ponds in the middle of the fields and woods and mm-hmm. things like that. And so I would try different ponds and catching good fish like everywhere I went. I'm like, Man, this this is fun. I see I want to try the competitive side of it. <laughs> <laughs> so then I started, um I started, I started bass fishing on Memorial Day of 2000, I say 14. Mm-hmm. And um, by the next year, I was looking into tournament fishing and things like that. No, nope, 2015. Because my first year of tournament fishing was 2016. And, and um, I looked into it and I talked to a buddy of mine. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of concerned about getting out on a boat in the middle of the, going to the middle of the lake with some stranger, I don't I don't know, you know, as a female, that's that's kind of yeah, it's right. kinda of, well, at the time it was kind of disconcerting. Like, what if this person gets out there and thinks they can take advantage of me and I'm gonna right. come back to the rent with a boat that day, but um right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I talked to a couple buddies of mine and they recommended that I start fishing um the Bass Nation, our, our North Carolina Bass Nation qualifiers because the people out there were just really bunch of guys that fish are really decent people and there's rules against all that stuff and it was not just be so so what I did mm-hmm. and um I fished the qualifiers I ended up I fished all three qualifiers that year and then in November of 2016 I qualified for the Fast Nation state team for our state mm-hmm. and I was the first female to ever do it I think I came in second place that day awesome. but it, it was Unbelievable. I went to Maryland and competed against 150, 175 different people or other people from states all the way from Florida to Maine. That was amazing. Like, that was just the most surreal experience ever. I didn't qualify the next year. I I fished all the qualifiers again in 2017. I didn't qualify. And then I fished the qualifiers again in 2018. Um, Ended up getting paired with the same boater I was with for um Norman the one when I qualified my first time mm-hmm. I got paired up with the same guy Mr. Jerry Craig and uh we were fishing Lake Kikri and I'd be doggone if I didn't qualify for the state team again with Jerry but like that was amazing
1: awesome <laughs> you are self-taught the main... <laughs> and you got yourself there like that's some extreme motivation it should be you know like not like you. I, I'm always said
0: I'm my own I'm my biggest competition or my, my like I always want to better myself each day I do I, when I wake up I want to I want to go to sleep knowing that I've improved myself in some shape or form every day before I go to bed you know like yeah got to grow every day learn something new every day so every time I go fishing I'm I'm trying to learn new things and every time I get to fish with someone else I'm, I'm steady asking questions and and taking mental notes and <laughs>
1: That's um, awesome. That yeah. is awesome. And your success, obviously, is just not on the water. I mean, you are a teacher, and your role changed um, when you moved back home, you said, right?
0: Right. And now... Oh, yeah. I went to doing te-
1: technology, but then I also started,
0: um, in 2017, I started the fishing thing. So while I wasn't teaching anymore, in a classroom or in a school building, I was teaching outside and on the water which I really believe is where my true calling is I, I mean I love kids don't get me wrong but I think being confined by walls limits me yeah. I don't like being confined to one space Yeah. so um, and, and yeah.
1: so. you talk about the youth fishing trips and how that whole thing started
0: alright so in 2015 I attended my first bass fishing um, bass match plastic in Greenville, South Carolina and I went to the I fishing and Hall of Fame induction dinner with Mr. Sammy Lee and my dad. And so while we were there, they were discussing um, these youth uh, camps that they were going to be be hosting and building. And for some reason, that fell through. But while they were sitting there discussing all that, I would say, you know, and especially with social media and being in such a small town, people knew I was fishing. And so I'd go back to work, and the students would say, what, What'd you do this weekend, Mr. A? What'd you catch this weekend? Or where'd you go? <laughs> so while they were talking about all these youth camps, um, at the dinner that night, I was man, that's something I could do at home, and, um, and I could I could teach kids how to fish, so we came back, and I talked to Mr. Sammy some more, and he he was such a huge help, like, he got me in contact with all these companies that sent um, donations for the kids, or that could send them, so I could start playing them. He, he kind of worked it out where I could make sure I could have the things I needed first, and then I took, um, it was a group of they were supposed to get 40 that went that day. This was our first transition group that year. This group of kids had had issues with learning. It wasn't necessarily that they were um, like had learning disabled, but they they figured out ways to make themselves not look like they didn't know something either through their um, behavior. Mostly it was their behavior and things like that, but they were our first transition group, and i have seen them grow that whole year. And I was like, you know, I want to show these kids that hard work pays off, and and people pay attention, you know, mm-hmm. people notice when you're doing when you're doing well and you're and you're working hard so um they're all at risk of course and I told the kids we were taking a fishing and tomorrow actually makes one year since. Today I did that. I told them on April sixteenth. Uh, yeah, today's fifteenth. I don't even know what day the week <laughs> is most days. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no don't eat don't don't need to don't really. need to, you're um, right <laughs> uh, uh, really, what it really <laughs> doesn't matter
1: <laughs> it's the next day but we woke up yay it is.
0: Exactly. thank you lord we woke up that's, and right. <laughs> that's right so uh so i told all the kids i was going to take a fish in, and uh we found a pond the prisons were kind enough to let us use their space and i got volunteers and we had donations from we had eight eight companies donate that year. I want to say it's Peer Fishing, Zeb um, uh, Gary Yamamoto, Moon Pie, uh, Z-Man, who else? Two more. will ah, keep myself later, but there were a few more. But we had eight companies donate that year and donated the rods and reels and things and um, bait. And then we had 23 volunteers on scene and we uh, 16 volunteers. And then we only ended up, I think, with 26 kids because the kids either got suspended from school. Something happened and they couldn't go that day, which was really unfortunate because I wanted them all to get the chance to go. Um, so, but we went fishing and every single child that day caught their very first fish. None of them had ever, had ever been fishing. They never spent, like, had no clue what was going on. And so the volunteers paired up. There were two, two kids for a volunteer. And they went and they surrounded this humongous pond and they fished. And every kid caught a fish and all those children got to take the fishing rods and reels home with them. Um, maybe not that day. I might have had to put them on their buses after getting permission from their drivers, but I was able to send rods and reels and fishing line. Oh, I see, fishing line. Thank you. That was one of the other ones. Um, and baits. No hooks went home that year, but I was able to send all those baits and things home with the kids and so that they could continue to find their love for fishing if, if that was something they were interested in because there's just so little to do here for kids that are either, you know, academically not there, you can't get, really get into the sports. So there's a lot of drunk, drugs and gangs and and bad just bad things they could get in here. So I was hoping that by taking that fishing ride home with them that they'd use it and, and hopefully keep them out of trouble. And there's been, um, I was able to do the trip again the next year. We ended up taking 78 kids that year, and we had 61 volunteers, 28 companies involved. Um We had a photo booth on, on the scene. The kids could take pictures with little props in front of the pond, Aww. and uh, with all the sponsors around it, all the people who made the, do- the donations. But um, that, that day, the fishing was a little bit off compared to the year before, but it was still—oh, we even had kayakers there. Like, we had um, a couple of my buddies— um, Come down from Pennsylvania and Virginia, and they bought their jacks and kayaks. And we got the kids out there on kayaks, so they got the experience a whole different side of, of being outdoors and being on the water. And that was the first year that I actually announced the name of my, of my youth uh, nonprofit, which is the Kids English Academy, mm-hmm. which is you know based on my faith and the fact that I am a teacher. I feel like that was just a really that was said really strongly to, to go with that name. My sister helped me with it actually. But, um, so yeah, 2017, um, I did not do a youth trip. I planned to do another one. It would have been our third annual trip, but I ended up starting the high school fishing team. Um, and wow, I did not know how much work it would take to get a group of, um, 16, 17, 18 year olds to do what you need done at a certain time. (laughs) (laughs) But... Boy, it took some work, but like we would go before the tournaments, before the youth tournaments, we would go to our local tackle shop, and because uh, and thanks to the donations that people had, and in, we were, I was able to take the boys to the shop and we would get tournament tackle and, and get them all of our gear ready the night before, and you know, we had we had to uh, rely heavily on social media to get the kids on the water because. And just thinking that we're in a poor county, most of these kids don't have boats. Most of them hadn't even been on a boat before. Right. Some of them were already fishermen, but a lot of them weren't. And so I relied heavily on on social media to help me get volunteers to get these kids on the water. And until, from the first time we went out, we had nine nine boats, I believe. And then that same year, the last tournament of the year, we had 14. We had 28 kids on the water. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That was and, and uh, on the way we they all because we I would I would pick up as many would fit in my truck mm-hmm. and uh, we had some brothers that would that would pick up their friends and but we ended up stopping at <laughs> cookout at three o'clock in the morning on the way to Lake Gaston one summer night <laughs> Well summer morning actually <laughs> I was like hmm when we ever do this again y'all sitting they trying to pick up dirt I was like boys we're going fishing come on <laughs> 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 but it was it was the most amazing experience just to see, to see this is the first time anybody in our county or any anybody like it, this was kind of like the first season of the eastern division so most a lot of the kids out west had been fishing it but we didn't have an eastern division here and I really didn't know much about it at the time but when I found out about it I was like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna go so I had like a week from the time I found out the first tournament or second tournament actually and we had it, was, it, was, it might have been nine kids. It might have been five folks. It was nine kids with five folks on the water in less than a week competing for the first time. That And they just, it was just amazing to me.
1: That's incredible. And your junior team actually made the Junior wow. National <laughs> Championship in 2017. The same
0: year. Yes, <laughs> that is. The same year. That's, what, that's the part of the thing with them. I was like, see, I just started bass fishing. I just started tournament session is well I was telling the kids you know this is all new to all of us. I said, but nothing's stopping you. You you can go as far with this as you want to, so just like I made it my first year to the to the Eastern Regional and then I'll tell my boys and they've made it to the, the junior nationals and then in two thousand eighteen I had another team compete in a national tournament. Um, it was the T B F Junior World Championship in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Nice. Um, we had a, I had a team compete there they qualified their 2018 season and then this past year in 2019 um, I had a, uh, one of my boys and go to um, Idaho and compete in the big bass Junior championship that mr. Oh. bill cemeteo put on uh-huh. Uh-huh. so wow it's like every year I try to encourage these kids and you know I don't don't limit get out there go fish and, and just do your best have a good time because you never know where it's going to get you because you can take it as far as you want it to that's
1: right that's
0: right um, but i've not done nearly as much um tournament or, with the youth as i was i, I hadn't been involved in i was in 2017 but in 2018 after that and of 2019 i was in grad school full-time
1: mm-hmm.
0: pursuing two separate degrees so that, that took a lot of my time but Getting my new job this past summer has given me my life back and a whole lot of freedom, and I've been using that extra time to try to put it into these different initiatives and things that I want to do for the kids. And, but I, I, I think not being able to do that brings me down. Like it, it puts a damper on me, on my spirit. Like it just—I don't know how to explain it. I've been just down as I'll get out. You won't believe it. Oh. When I can't do it, that is.
1: You're still doing a lot for them, though, even though you're not you know physically
0: doing things I'm i want to sure. do more yeah <laughs> i well, want to do more and i will <laughs> just
1: just this past um i was supposed to have
0: a um, i'm supposed to be hosting a um a youth fishing camp june 15th through the 19th i believe okay um i haven't even hadn't even told anybody about it like i had planned to make this you know do my live tell everybody about it start working on getting donations products and products and things like that but haven't told anybody about it because i don't i don't foresee it happening this year. No, but i you hope heard it does it here
1: first but it's gonna happen it's gonna yeah, happen i mean i like, hope it does the kids gotta have i don't something think it'll happen in june to. though okay I, I don't know
0: that it'll happen in june but i'm i'm hoping and praying that we can get back out there maybe whenever all this mess goes away like there's so much uncertainty in the air right now that you just don't, I don't know what to do with it yeah it, it bothers me. I'm, I, I'm so excited about that. I mean, I've missed being out there because I'm going to have little kids um, for two days and then the older kids because they separate them by groups. I think they could be anywhere from five to 18 years old. Oh, wow. So I'd already talked to my uh, my rod company and the air Rods in Italy. I'd already talked to them about sending me some, some big rods for the big kids. Um, I was going to work on getting some, some no-tangle casting rods of some type from, for the little kids. But now I'm just kind of like, man, I don't know what to do with it right now. Even if I don't wind up getting all the donations, I still have enough in the back of my truck to stuff that i bought and and the things in my barn that have been donated. I'm I'm sure we could could handle whatever the kids need. If I'm like, you know, where all these kids go home with with stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know.
1: You know, August or something. I'm just
0: hoping. I'm hoping they I'm hoping they'll postpone it. I hope it doesn't get canceled altogether. No, man, that's shouldn't. gonna be so much fun.
1: It would be fun. Yeah. So, is that gonna be a part Love of it. the Fishers of Angler Can Me? Then is that gonna be part of that?
0: Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh huh. It would be, and um, also another thing that I'm doing through the Fishers of Kids is uh, it, with same same thing with Mr. Bill C. with the Big Bass Junior Championship. You know, Bassmaster signed on with that, and is like the title title sponsor that, and he's got like prizes and things. Four or five hundred thousand dollars worth of prizes for all the anglers that compete.
1: Dang!
0: So last year, last year I I fought, like quote unquote sponsored the anglers. Like I, I paid registration fees for kids all over the country so that they could compete in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, same as with my boy that that ended up making it. But this year, um, Mr. Bill has added something else that's in hopes of helping the parents and to take the cost of the travel because it, it's just really expensive, especially like North Carolina all the way to Idaho across the country. Yeah. Um, but he's he reached out to different companies and whatnot to get them to sponsor a state like, for the travel cost. So the Fishers of Kids is, is covering whichever North Carolina angler makes it. Fishers of Kids will be donating $2,000 to the Big Bass Senior Championship, which will in turn be given back to the parents when the child is qualified and it's time to go. So, that's another thing we're doing with the fishers the kids. We're going to send whichever kid makes it from North Carolina to Idaho to compete again this year. <laughs>
1: that's going to awesome. be awesome. There's going to yeah, be kids going.
0: When is I'm that kids I'm hoping
1: scheduled? I can go
0: this year. Um, probably in October. Okay. Sometimes. So, the okay. tournament is an online tournament. Okay. You pay, like, $25 to fish one state. Or you can pay fifty dollars and you can be registered to fish any state in North Carolina. Because some, so many of these kids are they travel all around the country anyway and compete. And I believe it's from thirteen to nineteen years old, thirteen to eighteen or nineteen, might be nineteen. Okay. And um, you take you catch a fish on any body of water, public, private, as long as you're doing it legally. You can even be pre-fishing for a tournament. This could be a tournament fish you caught before you you know, and you um, you're trying to catch one big fish, and you take a picture with a you have a ruler like a little um, measuring tape for some type. Um, take a picture of the fish, get it of the length, get one of the girth, and then get a selfie with the fish, submit that online, and then you can track your progress online um, from January to August to see who's who's leading for each state. And then whichever kid's leading will be chosen to go compete. And then sometimes they have to do like a second chance draw, let's say the first place. Kid couldn't make it for, for North Carolina, so they would go down to the second place. Yeah. That ended ended up happening for, that's how Evan got there, but it was a different, not exactly like that, but they did a random draw for, um, for, for the extra kids, So like, so that's how they'll go. And then I believe they go and they compete in August, not kidding, in October at, um, Mr. Um, what's his name? Lord have mercy. Wait a minute. it. Oh, wow. Hold on. I have to look at my phone real quick. (laughs) <laughs> We're all losing our So they're going go right to go to his, his... You know where El Salto is? El Salto. What's the man's name that runs that big El Salto Inn up there? He takes a lot of people fishing. Oh, jeez. Oh, now you're gosh. on the
1: spot here. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Hold on. What's his I name? I should know this. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: not... I'm, I'm I can't funny. remember his name
0: either. It's like... <laughs> The Billy, 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 Billy Chapman, Billy Chapman, wow, thank you, forgot know, that compliment. yeah, so they'll go to Billy's, Billy's Resort in Idaho, which they did again, like, last year, mm-hmm. and, um, they'll, they'll go meet for their Chapman's meeting, and they'll up, they fish, and they're trying to catch the biggest fish they can all day long, they, one fish, and they go, and they weigh it in, and the first place winner chooses the first place prize, obviously, okay. last year, the first place winner, he chose a bass cat boat, which was, Dang. That was what he chose. I think I would have to choose the vote too if that was my choice. So the kid from, I believe his name was Alex from New Jersey, came in first place. And uh, yeah, it's a tournament like none other, and it's unbelievable. That like, and it's all, awesome. You can do it anywhere. Anyway,
1: I want to go back in time so I can participate. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was I was supposed to have gone last year with Evan. Um, it was right there at the same time that my grandmother passed away. I didn't make Aww. it, but this year I'm hoping I'm hoping to be able to go this year.
1: That would be awesome. I'm sure It'd
0: be cool if it. I could take one of my kids back. That would be awesome. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So you finished grad school. Congratulations. That was a that was a hard road.
0: <laughs> uh, actually, I didn't even finish. I got my new job, and I didn't have to finish it <laughs> because the degree I was. The, I, I was working as a librarian and I was required to go for my master's degree in library science. Oh. And I was also going for some instructional technology stuff as well because I was secretly hoping and praying to get the technology position that I knew would be coming open because the lady was retiring. Mm. And, um, uh, they weren't going to pay me for my master's pay in that. And it was more instructional lesson planning type stuff for the, that technology side of it. So, I didn't pursue that. I'm going to go back and do some, like, certifications and things like that for the technology but as far as finishing that particular degree i didn't do it i didn't have to and i dropped the library class as soon as i could <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right bye i gotta uh, go people <laughs> we're done with time to go we're <laughs> done with that we're done with that uh <laughs> oh yeah we're good so what can't what do it just couldn't do it i personally mm-hmm. grad school survivor i
0: uh how don't. how in the world do people read so much man i spent mine i'm telling you, i would get up at three in the morning and do work from three to six get ready for work go to work until four come home and do work from four to twelve
1: yeah how do people it was- do it and live it, it was difficult, and I don't remember – I can't remember when I did my master's program if I was working or not because I feel like when uh, I was doing it, like, that was my only job. Like, my job was to complete my master's degree <laughs> because there was so much of it. I think I did work. I can't I, – I'm sure I worked. I don't remember a time when I didn't work, Um, but I – but I lost my job at one point, and so that was one thing that I was like, "I'm gonna go back and do my master's because I'm unemployed right now." <laughs> like, right? Thinking that would get I me somewhere. I,
0: I, <laughs> I didn't realize how much more of a workload there is in grad school than undergrad. Though, and here mm-hmm. I am thinking I can get get through 12, 12 credit hours each semester while teaching and trying to be a mom and fishing. You just, you just forget to fishing like that didn't even happen. in I didn't even mind it that bad the fall semester because mm. it's cold. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> Boy, when that next spring rain rolled around, it was getting warm outside. I'm seeing all these pictures of big fans that people were catching because it's like, oh, the, the spring fever hit a lot worse. I don't That's blame in, you for that dropping it. During second semester. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't blame you for dropping I
0: finished it. I finished them all with eight. Like, I, just say I got one beat.
1: Proud but, of you.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that wasn't the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I was shut my
1: mouth. I'm glad did to, able
0: to, to to drop that. I did it for a little while. I did it for a full, full two semesters. And then I got my job. I like I went out on the limb um, in April because we had to register for the next semester. And in order to finish my library um, program in time for the provisional license that I had been given from the state of North Carolina, mm-hmm. I had to go during the summertime. And I, in, mm-hmm. in April, I went Requested a, a interview or a, a meeting with our superintendent, and I was like, "Look, I know that so and so's leaving. I would like to just go ahead and express my interest in that position because I've been working with them already for on and off, like in the summertime, part time for like the whole time I've been teaching. On much,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was like, I, I would like to say, I, I want to, I want that job. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a leap. I took a leap of faith. I didn't register for classes for summer semester, and um. Thank God I got my job.
1: <laughs> Everything happens for a so now, reason.
0: It does. It does. Some, sometimes that reason is, is you're, you're an idiot and you made the wrong decision. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you didn't. You made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Thank the Lord I didn't.
0: <laughs> That's that was funny. Walmart I think grad the original school. version of that. Thank God. Wow. I have not missed it one day at all. Like, I recently, man, I recently, and it felt, good it was very very like, freeing almost i threw all my crap away i was like through all those notes and things that i would written and, and read and i'm like i'm oh not my gonna gosh. look at you again goodbye
1: <laughs> i just went through some of my files actually because i got time to go uh-huh. right and i like still am mm-hmm. holding on to things from college and i was texting my best friend i was like do i need this he's like yeah. well where's your <laughs> no. like where's your certificate and all that i'm like i don't even know we're like my graduate, like where the degree is, like the actual paper. The but diploma? I have, like, yeah, Sorry. the diploma part. Like, <laughs> I have all of the papers and all of the assignments and all of the things, but I don't know where mm-hmm. that piece is.
0: I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. I still have my high school chemistry notebook. What? Um, yeah, chemistry, which is going to sound crazy. Chemistry was my favorite subject. It was my best subject in high school. Um. I don't know why I was so good at it, but I do know part of the reason. I ended up being our chemistry teacher's office assistant for one semester of my my senior year or something, and he asked me to retype it. He asked me to type all of his handwritten notes. Now, I'd already written all of those handwritten notes once when I was in his class, Uh so I typed them the next next semester. I typed them all, and uh, when I went to college and took chemistry, all those notes that I had taken— they popped back in my head, I could see them all again, like in my same handwriting from when I took them. And the, uh, I, I, I held on to it at that time. I was pregnant with Gabby uh-huh. in chemistry in that class. And uh, I don't know, I did something about knowledge that I don't like throwing stuff like that away. There's something nobody can take from you. And then I was like, well, you know, maybe one day I can help, help somebody with it. So I, that was part of the reason I held on to it now. My daughter will be taking chemistry next semester, and I have all my notes. I can help with.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah, you're gonna master chemistry again. I don't again.
0: I mastered it in high school, in college. I ended up um, on an exam. I think was like 300 points. I got 298 of those 300 points. Dang <laughs> Like eight girl. months pregnant. Uh huh. You know they say when you're pregnant that if you you're not as smart or You get dumber when you're pregnant. What? I think it affects your and I don't know why they say that, but I was like, pregnancy. I, brain. I just got through. Yeah, I guess like, who knows? But um, maybe you got too much other stuff on your mind. Maybe. But I was like, well, if that's the case, then I, I did really good because I still did I almost got a perfect. I got perfect score other than you know, every assignment, everything, and just I did two out of three hundred percent exam. Yeah, I love science. I love science so much. I think that's the part of the reason I love fishing so much is because mm-hmm. there's so much science involved in it. Yeah. You know?
1: For sure. So I what love the
0: challenge, challenge. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's that. It definitely is challenging, especially when you know conditions change or the time of the mm-hmm. year changes. You, you know pre spawn, post spawn, all that stuff is a little bit challenging to try to figure out. Even if you, it's the same thing, you're fishing every day, right? I mean, it could. They all of a sudden. It's
0: so crazy how it year how it changes each year. Because yeah. like the first year I fished when I started bass fishing. I used nothing but plastics. I was like, Texas rig everything up until like November when they wouldn't hit the plastics anymore. And then I was like, "Well, crap, what do I do? So um, he kind of bought me my first bait cast, and He was like, well, you try this. And he gave me a, a rattle trap lit with crankbait. And I was like, okay. And he's like, just, just reel it. And then I was like, well, I went out there and I started playing with my reeling of it. And now to this day, that is my favorite go to hard bait of anything because that's what I learned. Like the first one I learned to use, that's the mm-hmm. one I have the most confidence with. Mm-hmm. And, but then in February, it changed and they didn't want the rabbit trap anymore. So I ended up starting throwing a square bill. And it's like, it's just, it's amazing how it changes throughout the season, what they want or what they don't want. And then, but it's amazing, even more amazing, each year has gotten so much more different. Like last year at this time, I was doing this. And this year at this time, they won't touch this. It's, right. you know, it's, it's so fun. It's so much much of a challenge to figure them out. I think that's another reason I just really like it because I like the challenge myself.
1: And then when you figure it out, it's like, oh, yes, I did it. Yes, I got it. I uh, did
0: it and I'm going yeah, to shout I'll it from out. the rooftop. Now <laughs> yeah, I'll walk out to the pond and I'll have six rods with me because I've always got at least six in my truck and <laughs> probably or more, but I, I'll go out <laughs> with like six rods rigged up or I'll sit there for 45 minutes at the pond before I ever even start fishing re everything and it's like okay well let's see this try this 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 and, this and I go out there and most of the time something will work but when it doesn't it's really frustrating <laughs> well this should work but it doesn't and right. like you know
1: it's it's like you said it's the challenge yeah. of trying to figure it out mm-hmm. the science Uh-huh just, like my, my, just like I would tell
0: my boys when they when we would have our tournaments like they're out there the first tournament when they fish. They were all texting each other in a group. I'm like, y'all got any fish? Y'all got any fish? Y'all got any fish? I'm like, so finally we got back to the ramp, I like, first of all, y'all can't fish because you're too worried about what everybody else is doing. Second of all, you're not competing against each other. You're trying to outsmart that little green fish in the water right there. So, come on. Mm-hmm. We're worrying about what everybody else is doing and focus on the fish. So that that's your competition. That's the thing you've got to outsmart today.
1: Right. Pull it together, people. Pull it together.
0: Uh-huh. Focus.
1: <laughs> so, uh, how many, you have... How many kids do you have on the team this year? Or has it not started yet? What do I know um,
0: about this? <laughs> it has started. It, well, it started.
1: It started, uh, but it's on pause. But
0: it's it, it dropped right now.
1: Yeah, so um,
0: right now I haven't, like I was, even, I was supposed to have an interest meeting at the high school last month. But mm. That didn't happen. Um, I've got two kids that compete consistently. Um, and then I have another group of two, another two that, that would, because they have a, a regular boat captain as well. So uh, right now I've only got two teams, but it's just because everything's kind of on hold. Yeah. And then when, in, in the fall with my grandmother being sick and all that, that put me, that got me behind in the funk and I didn't get any kids out there registered and all that then. So that didn't happen. I think the first term it was the same weekend that Evan went to Idaho day,
1: Oh, okay. Or
0: Something to that effect. Okay. So we we missed that one. But hopefully everything will get ramped back up and we'll be able to fish again soon. But if, if not, it will soon. Sooner than later. It
1: sure will. So I got
0: it. It sure I had, will. At one point, I had 48 registered fast Nation members, like kids, 48 of them. Okay. And occasionally my, my, my BB&T reminds me that they're renewing somebody's. <laughs> I <laughs> get notifications on my phone. I just got two this week that somebody's membership got renewed. I'm like, hmm, I wonder who that was. Okay. I hope they're still fishing. All right, good. <laughs> I just hope they're still fishing. That's Enjoying right. those magazines. That's right.
1: <laughs> what are some of your goals <laughs> with um, the academy and the team and and your own personal fishing?
0: Okay, well, ultimately for the fishers, the kids, um, I want to be free. I want to buy some land. I um, mean, and dig a pond, pocket. With all types of fish, I want to have cabins and, and buildings so we can actually have a school building, have people come in from out of state and out of, out of town and teach seminars in a classroom. Take that, what well, they learned, the kids, take that to the water the same day, have the cabins there for people that come out of town so they'll have somewhere to stay because there's nowhere to stay around here anywhere. Okay. Um, but that's my ultimate goal for that. For the, I, I see it, like I can imagine it. I see, I see the whole place in my head. So it's it's not too... Too far out there. I could see it, and with my dad being a, a, a carpenter and my uncle being a farmer, with all these this equipment, like I know I could get it done easily. Um, I I want to get more kids, obviously, get get more of the kids out there on the in the fishing tournament, and hope to, hope hope, hope to be able to do my fishing camp this summer. Um, and I'm gonna continue to work with our 4-H wildlife team with the fishing teams and meeting. Uh, hope to be doing some, some more fishing birthday parties. I did a fishing birthday party last year. What? Took my truck out there, opened up yeah, I opened up the back of my truck, took rods and reels, um, uh, framework back shots, and some that Luz had had, had been given from Louise and, and from airs and took their everything, opened it up, set all the kids up. and if fish like, so our we had a birthday party. So that was fun. the same <laughs> thing we do for the wildlife team meetings. Yeah. Um so I'm hoping to do more of those. And I want my birthday party be to be like
1: that. <laughs>
0: yes we can do that we can do it I know I know some places we can I know <laughs> There's somebody, some people that got all the stuff you need know some people but, know um, some places let's do it <laughs> yeah buddy let's go and uh, but yeah, uh, I hope to be to do more tournament fishing myself this year um I got to get my boat on the water get my trailer fixed that's the only thing stopping me from getting my boat on the water um I want I want to learn there's so much to learn about boating and I want to learn it and I want to become a better tournament angler and do more tournament fishing, not just the Bass Nation qualifiers. I want to teach, I want to fish more trails and more, more of those, but it's a little bit hard right now because so many of the people that I know that fish aren't allowed to have me on their boat because their mm-hmm. significant other is uncomfortable or whatever. Right. Like, I don't need your, I don't want your man. I just need to fish with him. Okay. <laughs> I don't, not like that. I'm, have too much respect for myself like right mm, mm-hmm. i won't even wear shorts when i go to a tournament because you know like the qualifiers some of the times there's like a hundred and some people out there and i it's been at least once twice i've been the only girl out there so i already get a lot of attention just for that you know so it's like mm-hmm. i don't i won't even wear the shorts and stuff like that because i don't want to draw that extra negative attention towards me because I'm, right. I'm just mm-hmm. like one of the dudes out here i'm, I'm here <laughs> to fish i'm not here looking at dates. I'm not here looking looking anything like that. I'm here to
1: fish. Right. That's a little bit of an unfortunate side of the fishing industry though, don't you think? I mean, we're seeing a lot more female yeah. anglers take up the front the front seat and mm-hmm. be a little bit more vocal and things like that, which is amazing. But unfortunately it's still kind of one of those things of like, you know, you gotta be careful about Maybe who you're talking to, yeah. or and the way know, you carry yourself, and right. all that, because it just you know, right. And how people are like, going to view uh, you because
0: uh, you know,
1: one somebody. That's, can, how, that's why I've I've, I've I've done all. Like I have worked extremely hard ever since I started
0: being on social media just feeling a respectable presence. You know, I'm not don't don't I don't I don't want anybody to think that when I do when I when I do make it where I'm going that anybody that I got there through some type of other way. Like, some. I wanted exactly. folks to know that. I got where I got through hard work. And, That's right. and faith and dedication and nothing else. And no, no sleeping away to through top. No, no casting couches of fishing. You know what I mean? That's so, right.
1: You're bussing No your bikinis, butt. no
0: sex sales. Right. No, none of that. Like, uh-uh. I'm not going to get out there and degrade myself just so I can get more, more views. Um. And hey, if, if, if others feel comfortable doing that, for it. That's just uh, I wanted want to I want to go about it the right way and I've I've had so many people over the years tell me that and I'm doing a great job and to keep it up and have that, that confirmation that I'm I'm putting myself out there the way I need to be out there. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: You are absolutely busting your butt. I mean, I I see it. I know others see it. I mean, between school and the kids and I mean, everything that you've got going on, you're busting your butt. And you were busting your butt at the Classic. And I want to talk about this for a second because I wasn't totally sh- – I, I, myself, was running around like a crazy person. I know you are running around like a crazy person. What was it that you were doing behind the stage with the fish in the back? That's part of the conservation that bass does, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, so um, I think back probably 11 or 12 years ago, I think, the, I think it was that long ago, in Louisiana had a classic, they they started looking at how to save the fish better or protect the fish. So our fast conservation director from North Carolina, Mr William Fraser, he came up with a system of a of pulling it's kinda of like a little it's got a little pulley system, a little trolley. Mm-hmm. So he, he came up with this little trolley system for pulling the fish out from under the stage and getting them back to the water faster. So he um there's a little hole in the stage and he sits right below that hole. And, and, and he sits on a milk carton. So, can you he's imagine your butt after stand. four hours of a weighing? Yeah. So, uh,
1: he's the man wow, under the four stage. Four hours on a milk
0: carton Yes, he is. He is. And there's even a video of, of G Man pointing him out under the stage, like, oh crap, there's somebody down here looking at my shorts <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. You know how funny he is. Yeah. So, um, so Bill came up with this system. So, when after the fish are weighed, lowers them down in their mesh bag below the stage. And Bill's waiting to catch them in a, in a little tote, you know, like a Rubbermaid tote or something like that. Then, and for the past, uh, this might have been our fifth one, um, my friend Candace is waiting to pull the pulley part, the rope, and, and pull the fish out from under the stage because most of the time there's not enough room for everybody to get under there. It's just one person, uh-huh. and then you got to get them out because uh, it's so low. So Candace pulls the, pulls the trolley and then hands the basket to me or another person that's waiting, and then we run them to the tank that's waiting backstage um, for whatever state Wildlife Resource Commission is out there, you know, like this year with Alabama mm-hmm. people. And uh, so we uh, we catch the fish, and we run them to the water and try to get them back in the water as quick as possible so that they can be returned to where they came from. And, and I think the there control. were only maybe two fish that passed that, that didn't make it last year. I mean, this past class, there was only like two fish, I think. It wow. was some some sixteen hundred sixty five pounds, give or take, of fish were weighed in that weekend, and there were only two long.
1: That's good. That's good conservation, yeah. right there, right?
0: That is. It's all, and that's what it's about. It's about protecting, protecting the fish for the next for the next generation. So the um the this year, I think it was a little bit different. So I think the you know, other times that they the, the wildlife people would take them and release them to the water the same day, maybe. Um, they'll, they'll take them to different undisclosed locations and ramps and dump the fish there. Oh. Not just at one spot, but this year they took them back to their factory and made sure that they, and, and kind of, just kind of stabilized and make sure, sure they were okay. And then they loaded them back up into the trucks like on Monday, after everything was over. And then they took them back out to Dunnville and where somewhere else, wherever the high school or the college was. Uh, yeah, where did they go? <laughs> was it college? Was it college or high? School? They did both. Yeah, right? like they did,
1: out. and they had the kayak one too, which and they had a kayak one this year, which is amazing. Like yeah. kayak fishing,
0: is awesome too. Isn't
1: it? Yeah, I, I need to get that. in on that. I feel I want to like. do that. Yeah, me honey,
0: too, honey. Birthday mm-hmm. party. I, I did. A, um, I hosted one. I hosted a college kayak fishing tournament in Raleigh in 2016. Also, me and my friend Candace, the one that goes with me to all the classics, mm-hmm. we got out there. We had. Um, from Carolina State, um, Virginia Tech, UNC Charlotte. Like, we had anglers out there that day competing in kayaks. And That's she and wild. I actually kayaked around all day long and finished. I couldn't believe I didn't fall in. I just <laughs> knew I was going to fall in. I went
1: kayak fishing with Brandon and. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I love to fish, but I'm not good at it. And I was having the best time of my life. We got sunburned and we were wore out because really we were creating content. But I'm like, I need to do this. I love this. Like, you can go by yourself. You don't have to be on a boat. Like, you're just in your kayak, solo party of one. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Are you there? Did I lose you?
0: I am hearing you. Can you hear me
1: now? I lost yeah. Well, we talked about kayaks for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> are you ba- are you back with us? I think I am. Okay. I haven't <laughs> done anything.
0: The wind started blowing.
1: Oh, of course. That'll happen. <laughs> That's
0: what happened? That's weird.
1: That'll happen.
0: But yeah, kayaking is so it's so much fun and it it's really good exercise. And now they've got mm-hmm. the pedals on. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm it's such a it's so much it's just a much more intimate fishing experience because they, you're in the water, you're not on top of the water, you're in the water and then the they take you for a ride if you catch a good one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hang on tight. Here we go. <laughs> that is awesome so much fun. That's awesome who who have been some really big supporters of your career and your um, academy and even the high school um clubs that you have? Um well first of all, Mr. Sammy
0: Lee, he was the he was one of the first people I, that that I met that kind of something in me and he he introduced me to people that that have been there for me and the kids ever since I met them in two thousand fifteen. Um, then Mr. Ron Wong. Oh my gosh, Ron Wong. I love Ron. He has like taking me. I love Ron. He is the man. He knows it all. I can't believe like I don't even know how he and I—we we were Facebook friends, and we ended up meeting for the first time at um, at ICAST, the first year I went. I think it was—you don't even know—2016 or 17. And He just took me under his wing right then and just started introducing me to people. And I mean, he's even—he's on my—he's one of the board of the, one of—he's on our board for the Fishes and Kids English Academy. And and man, he's always just helping me get for the kids supplies for myself he's just Aww. if there's i don't even i can't even begin to explain how much his friendship has meant to me over the years he's he's even helped me get into the media side of everything mm-hmm. and and so when we go to all these shows i do the video well he, he's recording and, and i do the videos and the interviews and man boy that still makes me nervous but i think i've come a long way i still have a long way to go because I don't know, fishing got me outside of my comfort zone totally, and social media really because before then I was so shy. Nobody ever saw me. I didn't talk to people. I didn't make new friends. And then I start fishing, and a whole new world opened up. And Thankfully, it has, has helped me get outside of my comfort zone and has shown me a lot of different things I can do. Um, there's just uh, our, our local, there's some local voters around here that have been very helpful for me and the kids and the, our superintendent and the, the principals for being so supportive and, and letting me start the team. The parents of the kids involved, and I've had social media. My social media friends and followers, like on even Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I mean, if it weren't for these people out there in the world that have that are that I consider my true friends and family now, like I there I would have never been able to do any of these things for the kids because I can't do it on my own. I'm a right. single mom and until until just recently, I mean yeah, I actually got a career now where I'm I'm finally able to take care of me and my child for the first time in our lives ever, just me. Don't have to depend on anybody to help me. So like I didn't I didn't have a lot of extra to do for the kids if it worked for for the like, folks out out in, in the world, the country, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do anything.
1: Well you're doing it. You're, I'm doing do it, you're doing more. You're a lot more
0: today. Do, to do.
1: <laughs> you are not About done it. yet. I know that for sure. I'm you, not. You are. You're ready to rock and roll as soon as the ponds open back up. <laughs> I am, and I'm trying to use and I'm trying to use this downtime we have
0: to get a lot of my my house stuff and like personal things yeah. taken care of and and out of the way so that I can do I can focus. When this is and Focus on work and teaching and the kids. You know, like mm-hmm. my, my my work is. Now, I work as um, I'm the network, client, and software support specialist for Green County Schools. So sounds like a lot. We do we do a lot of stuff in the summer time and get a lot of our stuff ready to go. And when things are working right, right, there's a lot more downtime than there used to be. So right. I can use that time to focus on other things and put more work into other things.
1: That's awesome. I love it. I love everything that you're doing for the youth of your community. Like, I think that's such a huge thing as helping out your own community. I don't think people do that enough. It's it's amazing. You literally give me goosebumps every time I talk to you. <laughs> so, it's so awesome. And you I have, you. I mean, and you have big supporters behind you, too. But that, I mean, you're still the one out there on the front lines doing all the work and fighting for these kids and making sure they're getting, you know, ultimately, Getting what they need, support-wise, and then for you, it's you know hearing those squeals at the pond when they catch their first fish. Like that's oh, is so amazing. rewarding, yeah. right? It's so it awesome. Is, it is. there's nothing like it.
0: There's nothing that compares to me.
1: Oh, that is. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Well, what what else do we got? I always like to ask, what's one piece of advice that you would give to either? somebody who's coming up through the ranks or your younger self?
0: Don't let anybody um, stop you from, or don't let anything stop you from chasing your dreams. Um, definitely not the fact that you're a female or because you're a child, I mean, a kid or anything like Don't let anything prevent you from going after what you want. Because if, if, if it's yours and it's meant to be, you're going to get there. But um, I also think that we should all strive to be the change we want to see. Like, be that positive influence or be that, that that person that that looks pretty good in something, you know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. just go out there, just out there and make a difference, man. Leave leave the world a better place than you than you found it.
1: That's right. We all need to do that a little bit more.
0: I <laughs> agree. Yeah. Okay. That's
1: how I think. Well, and, and
0: never stop learning too. That's another good one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> never stop. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. When you stop learning, you're dead. That's how I feel about That's it. That's Exactly.
0: And you just said exactly what this, um, there was a, it's kind of like a, it's not even a life coach, but it's a, it's a person that was working with our schools when our school system was performing really poorly. And this man goes to, to schools around the country, and he turns them around to from ailing schools to overachieving schools. Like, and his name is Dr. Marvin Thompson. And I remember sitting in one of our professional developments with him, and he said, the day you stop learning is the day you die. Yeah. And it hit home with me that day. I was like, you know. That's right. And he was even the one that encouraged me and told me how to go about starting the nonprofit for the fishes of the Kids. Like, had he not encouraged me and taught me, I might not have even thought about going that direction. So, you, you said it, uh, you said a mouthful when you said that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's true. There's always something to learn, whether it's uh, personally or. Uh, you know, with your job or anything like that. I mean, I listened to a lot of podcasts myself and I was listening to the Dale Jr. download and his sister wrote a book and she made a comment about um, everybody needs counseling. <laughs> everybody needs a little bit of therapy. And I'm like, but that to me, I totally agree. And I think that that goes to just mm-hmm. show like if you're, you can still learn even if you're not learning on your job or learning like that, like you're learning about yourself. So you don't absolutely. stop learning. When you stop learning, you're dead. Uh-uh. You just, do. just don't. So. Well, I won't keep you any longer because I'm sure you have to get back to some, <laughs> to your house or something, <laughs> but I absolutely well, appreciate you perfect. sharing
0: Um. Thank you for having Everything me. I appreciate it.
1: going on. Of course.
0: And I'm, I'm looking forward to the time when all this mess goes away and we get together again. Because you, you, you're you, not too far from me. You're That's only about right. three and a half hours east west of me. We're
1: having we need a, to get together
0: and go fishing sometime.
1: Heck yeah. We're going to have a birthday party. <laughs> heck yeah, man. Which birthday? <laughs> June 26th. I do, I do travel. I don't. I have no
0: problems <laughs> traveling. So you just let me know. As long as this, this band's on travel stuff is lifted and the bands and The stay at home orders are gone. That's right. We can have a birthday
1: (laughs) party. We're going to have it and we'll figure it out. Let's do it. All right. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you so much and we'll be in touch. Yeah, I enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much. You too. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. That was you too. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you weren't blown away by her story, I don't know what to tell you because I'm blown away by it. She's doing so much from her personal fishing career to her actual career to helping her youth and her community. I absolutely love it. I appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Feedback is always welcomed and appreciated. Please do me a favor and like us on Facebook and Instagram, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. I cannot wait to share with you our next story. With that being said, who do you want to get to know? Drop me a line and let's get to know them together. Later, Gators.